Hi everyone, welcome back into Primetime TV, right here on WeBeam TV. I'm Barbara Marville Kelly. With me is my partner in crime, Dennis Kelly. Howdy. Howdy. I was just saying, how'd you feel today? I feel very good, especially I feel with my fingers. I know that. You taught a couple of classes today. It's been a while mm -hmm. since we've been here live, and we're going to be doing more live shows. But basically, we decided to talk about some things that a lot of us face at one time or another as a result of an event that happened. Geez, it'll be three weeks on Wednesday when I, uh, I had my sport injury. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, I'll talk about that in just a little bit, uh, but it really brought a lot of things to the surface when it comes to as we add years to our life and as we end up either ourselves become a caregiver or someone else becomes a caregiver for us, and both of us has experienced all of the above, haven't we? Absolutely. And my wonderful hero husband had the chance to do that for about, what, two weeks? Right? Yeah, being a caregiver for two weeks, that was quite a, an experience. It was an experience. Mm -hmm. How did that work for you anyway? I, this You're going to hear this raw and totally unrehearsed. I went down on the dance floor. I was out supporting my girlfriends. Everybody's going through stuff, right? So the girls decided to go out and just be girls. you got to understand something. I never go out and dance with anybody but my husband. Nevertheless, I don't even go out with the girls. But these girls were special girls, okay? And so I had to dance, you know. They were play playing my songs, Motown, including the Peppermint Twist. So that's what I was doing. And before I knew it, I was doing that twisting motion like football players and making those quick turns. And down I went, off to the ER that night. Right? And the rest was history. Well, years ago when the twist was popular, the doctors made a fortune on people that did the same thing that you did. Really? Yeah, that, that was very hard on the body. Wow. Because your feet, if, if it's sticky, you're torquing the, the, the bone in the foot. You're, you're torquing everything that you got your weight on. And that, of course, leads to what happened to you. So in other words, if your feet are like planted and you do a sudden twist... Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Well, you watch football, you see that yeah. that's done every day and right. that happens. Right, right. So my one girlfriend, Helena, you know Helena, if you've watched our shows before, she followed me home. I could drive. I didn't have any pain or anything. Didn't have any break. Um, so we're nursing that. And I was on a walker for two and a half weeks. And I was a little concerned on where my husband's head was. And I thought, you know what? Today's a good day to really talk about that. Because in this book, you have a chapter. If you have the book, The Six Steps of Fountain of Youth, on page 183, you talk about something called overcare. Yes. And I want you to explain that because you did not go into overcare like so many of us do without even realizing it. You were there to get the, the cold packs for me. You were there to see if I get in and out of the shower okay. Um, you were there to do anything that I ask you to do while I'm barking orders with love. But you know, I think I was in shock for two weeks because I, you know I had a good attitude, right? Right. Yeah. So, so tell me how you really felt. Well, how I really felt is first thing that 
that I recommend that no one does is when somebody's in a situation like I am with you, is to sympathize. Try to feel what they feel so that you wear that badge of honor, you're a good father, good mother, whatever. The, the challenge with that is overcare when you start feeling what they feel. You, you really become impotent as far as the advice that you give them because you're not, you're not, you're mirroring the problem rather than so solving the problem. Mm -hmm. That's the important thing to realize. And from a standpoint of what is the most effective way to overcome overcare is just be empathetic. Empathetic means you understand how they feel, but you don't want to feel what they feel. That takes, like anything else, practice. We're not born with these skills. Right, we right, have to develop we're not. Them. Exactly. We're genetically engineered to be negative. Right. For survival purposes. Right. So you just have to rewire it, and that's overcare, especially with women. Women suffer overcare a lot more than men. Why do you think that is? Because men were the hunters. They were the, in the Paleolithic ancestor days, men were the hunters. The women would stay into the cave and they would do all the little chores in the cave and take care of the cave kids. The cave kids? And, uh, Is that why we call your office the man cave? Yeah, no, yeah part of the reason, but no, I'm only kidding. <laughs> so anyway, that's empathy and sympathy are two different things. Yes, they are. And when you sympathize with somebody, you only mirror the problem. Right, right. So empathy is, I understand how you feel. and But you don't have to say this to them, but you say it to yourself. I'm not going to let myself get involved in the feelings with this person. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be able to give them good advice. At least I'm going to try to give them good advice. But I'm not going to get involved in trying to pity poor me. I'm so glad because that, of it's, it's affecting you too. Right, because well, you know, I was very resistant to being cared for. That's just not my thing. We're usually the ones that are the caregivers. You know, when you went in for your surgery and and all of that, and even then, I, I wasn't my favorite thing to do to look after your wounds, that kind of thing. But I did it because I love you, just like you allowed me to bark orders with love and kindness. Well, how you know that you're into overcare, it's it's really not too difficult to know what's overcare and what's sympathy and, and how they combine. What you do when you when you start feeling, when overcare is when you, the care that you give that person, you're feeling towards that care is starting to make you sick. Exactly. It's starting to make you negative. Yes, yes. And then you actually get to resent the person you're taking care of. Yes. Because they feel bad about using you, and you feel bad because you don't want to feel used, where do you draw the line? The key thing is don't feel used, just understand how they feel, and then utilize that to give them if they want it. Sometimes they don't even want advice. Right, that's true. And everybody has to go through their challenges and figure out how to figure it out, right? Figure and, out, that's a good way to, and, to explain And honestly, that. one of the main reasons why I, why I brought this topic up today is because we both have lived it on both sides, taking care of each other. And in our program for life that we've been living, for the two of us, the last little over 20 years, because that's what we've been together, but separately, we have put together a master life plan that is done daily. And the reason why I want to talk about this is when you have that master plan that you put in place for yourself and you do it daily, then when crisis hits, 
you kick right into action, right? That's right. Did I have one sad day or one pity poor me day in the first two weeks? I'm talking the first two weeks. <laughs> I, I think considering everything, I think you did fairly well. I think I did There's too. There's no one's perfect. I mean, no, no. we're talking about perfection as a direction exactly. in whatever we're doing. It's not a goal. Exactly. But everything I've learned from you, we've learned from each other. We know that when we master these skills of going into gratitude, number one, when the, that, that night I went down, I was so grateful that I didn't hit my head. I, I may not be here today. And so that's one of the biggest things that we use in any life experience, any circumstance, any crisis. It doesn't matter. Sometimes that's easier said than done. Granted, okay? And I, I, I'm the first one to admit that I've had maybe a moment, but I get myself out of it because of the daily skills that I've had to teach myself to do. And I don't go past the two-minute rule the rubber band rule, right? Right? Okay. So, you want to say something? Go ahead. No, I just sure. I agreed with you. Yeah. So, I think that by using these skills, and that's why we do these shows, is to really bring the awareness out that you too can do these skills. And maybe you do. If you do, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you because that has really helped me go through what I'm going through. I'm trying to avoid surgery. I feel like I'm doing pretty darn good. I ditched the walker about a week and a half ago, right? Yeah. And I'm walking on my own. I'm walking. I said, God, please get me on my feet. Even if I have to give up dancing, and you know I'd rather dance than eat. That's what my husband says, right? Oh, yeah. So that's that story. And one of the things that I, I spent this afternoon was looking up overcare, and it's on page 183. And it, your, your chapter here is Slaying the Dragons of Overcare. And, it, and it's basically just what you, you had mentioned about how overcare can be a serious form of codependency. And you've convinced yourself that others cannot function without you, so you feel guilty if you don't care for them. As you depend on being needed, you also build up a dependency. So soon you get lost in the process and end up being exhausted and depleted of your own zest for life. On that note, we're going to take a brief little time out. When we come back, we'll talk about my sense of caregiving and my story um, when my husband was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. We'll be right back. At a certain age, so this is supposed to happen. No, it's not supposed to happen.
Hi, I'm Jerry from Hot Locks Hair Salon. We are conveniently located at 13414 US Highway 19 in Hudson. I've been a local hairstylist in our community for the last 34 years, seven of which I was an educator. Our passion is the artistry of hair, and Hollox is here to help you achieve your perfect image. You can call us at 727-514-9978. at a certain age so this is supposed to happen. No, it's not supposed to happen. Hi everyone, welcome back into Primetime TV. I'm Barbara Marville Kelly and with me is Dennis Kelly, also known as Doc here at the studio and among other places as well. How are you? Hi. Hi. So here we good go. Good being back. It is good being back. And I love uh, the way you express your thing on overcare. In case you're just tuning in, we've been talking about, you know, as we add a few years to our life and things happen, whether it be accident, disease, or whatever it is, it all comes right down to our approach, our perception, and how, how we really handle it, right? Right. And so... Um, We've had friends been going through some challenges, and I just shared in the first segment about my challenge going down on the dance floor, having a sport injury, a twisting injury to my knee, and I just literally picked myself up by the bootstraps with my girlfriends and decided, you know what? I'm going to get this taken care of, and I'm going to have a positive attitude about it um, because we live that way on a daily basis. You know, we may go get off track every now and again, go this way or go that way, but we're, we're pretty, we pretty much walk our talk when it comes to, you know, perception of things because that's everything. I was going to say, um, as I mentioned before we took our break, when my husband was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, egg disease, imagine this, he received nine grants teaching Tai Chi and Qi Kong to Parkinson's patients. Nine grants. He ends up with it, right? We were both totally in denial. Him going one way, thinking about it, me going another way, and then finally we discussed it. And we discussed it, and I said, okay. Because he was starting to walk with that forward walk that happens sometimes when you're um, challenged with different things as far as diseases go. So I thought, okay, how can I handle this with some maybe fun and frivolity or whatever? So I said, hon, you know, I love you very much. And I want to tell you the extent of my caregiving. So I said, you see that oak tree out front? I said, I'm going to tie you to that oak tree out front and I will hose you down every once in a while and I will give you three square meals a day. So you better get your you know what together and start walking straight and taking care and I had a really serious look on my face didn't I you remember that day mm -hmm. and then I just couldn't take it anymore I just busted out laughing but you know what that was the choice I made at that time to kind of bring us together to talk about it and move forward 
And that's exactly what you did. We attacked it with alternatives. And how are you feeling today? I feel fantastic. And it's been what, going on six years, five or six years, something like that? Closer to six. Exactly. Uh, your mental clarity is back. You still have a little bit of the tremor. So what? But my husband's back from the black hole. I'm recovering from Parkinson's. You That's what I tell everybody. You really are. You, you are recovering from that. And why was that? What choice did you have to make at that time? You chose not to become a victim. I chose not to become a caregiver. And what happened? Well, it's a premature cognitive commitment. When people say, <laughs> when you put the label to the individual that they have Parkinson's disease, then they start thinking disease rather than thinking cure. That's right. Start worrying about it. I saw an interesting thing when I did that pilot study with 30 people with Parkinson's disease and their caregivers. Each one had a, had a caregiver. Mm -hmm. And I saw when they first started, when I first started teaching the group, how annoyed the caregivers were. A lot of them were irritable with their husband or wife, with the one that had Parkinson's. The caregivers were very short-tempered. When we had them doing Qigong together over a period of time, that stopped. Really? I'm not surprised. I watched that. I watched that happen, the very first pilot right. that you did. And when they were moving, you couldn't tell who had the Parkinson's and who was the caregiver. Why is that? Well, because we don't really know exactly why, but the key is that when you're doing Qigong and Tai Chi, and mainly Qigong, that was the strongest force, because the Tai Chi is very limited with certain degrees right, of because Parkinson. you're more moving. And, right, mm -hmm. but with the, and then later on they get into the Tai Chi. But the fact that you're putting good hormones in the body when you're doing the movements, and music is very therapeutic. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Music, I mean, when you listen to certain types of music, which 60 beats per minute or less, that has a healing effect, what happens, they put a little good har a lot of good hormones into the body. Mm -hmm. And you put a lot of good hormones in your body. And it, it really is, it's amazing how after a period of three to four months in teaching these wonderful people, how they changed. And a lot of it too was I encouraged the caregivers to be patient and I encouraged the person with the Parkinson's to be patient that both of you love each other and you're gonna work it out and make the quality of life as good as possible. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Frequency. Because we are all energy and frequency, do you think that everybody moving, doing the breathing, the opening yeah. of the well, chest? Yeah, well, that's a good point. Does that, br that bring the, the, the coherency together? Because what happens is, First of all, you should never try to solve a problem when one of you is frequency here and the other is low. This is a high frequency, a low frequency. That doesn't gel. What happens is to bring the two together to meet, because we are frequency level. The highest frequency in the universe is the frequency of love. Mm -hmm. And the lowest frequency is rage. And that is like figure 10 steps down where love is 10 steps up. And... The key how you get into that is basically get them to move when they're breathing deeply, get them to appreciate the fact that they have somebody that cares. 
You know, that's the caregiver has a big responsibility. So does the person with the Parkinson. Key, the worst thing they want to do is feel sorry for themselves. Right. Like when I first was diagnosed, I said, "God, why may not? Why not may? Why me, God?" And then I thought about it. And I said, "No, why not me, God? Because right. then I can. I know I'm a warrior. I know I'll be able to affect the outcome of this in a positive way." Mm-hmm. Like find a silver line in a dark cloud. There's one in every dark cloud. And we did. We yes. did. We did through That's through why we got several healing. grants, mm-hmm. additional grants, because mm-hmm. we had such good results. N- n- needless did I know that I was going to get Parkinson. Exactly. And you don't wear it as a badge of honor. You don't refer no, to I, it I, as I, your Parkinson's. Just like when the girls were um, kidding me about the walker and figuring We'd figure you'd have that all blinged out and, you know, make, have some fun with it. The thought crossed my mind. However, I didn't want to take ownership of that walker. I, I did it for as long as I could. Now, it's there as a little security blanket, but I thought if I get it all blinged up, I'm going to want to have ownership, right? Just like it, words you always talk about, words are power, Absolutely. right? Words are things. And once you say them, you can never take them back. Don't they settle in our DNA, those words and that Absolutely. frequency? Like when you say love versus hate, right? Yeah. Kindness versus anger. I mean, it all, they all have power. Well, as we said, you got when you have a negative situation, you got two minutes to come up with a, a positive thought to replace that negative with a positive. If you go past five minutes, that's when all the bad hormones go into the body. That's right, and it's dripping into our system with it's all like, that cortisol, it's like acid like dripping acid. in the system. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we really, I think we fared pretty darn well because you never skipped a beat with teaching your classes, even after you had your surgery, because you are a warrior. And I'm guessing this is true, but because you've laid this program out and live daily by this program, were you able to overcome the challenges that you have had to face? Yeah, it wasn't really that hard for me though, because I've been programmed all my life to think the best to find the silver lining in any dark cloud. Anytime a situation like this comes up, I always, and I recommend anyone to do it, uh, follow this path, because it certainly is the path of positive things and the path of negative things. So just by replacing negative thoughts with positive thoughts, realizing that you have that choice to have what attitude you want out of this. Otherwise, I talk about her. She wrote this great book, The High Performance Mind. Mm. She's a PhD and, and very, very in tune to, to the mind power and things like that. And high performance mind, according to her, is one that is desirable and beneficial under any circumstance. In other words, to call upon the emotions to fit any situation. That takes practice like anything else. However, once you get to that point, reaching that state of imperturbability. I haven't heard you say that word in a long time. That's one of my favorite words. Imperturbability. Imperturbability, where you don't rock the ship no matter what. Exactly. And the other thing that you say about Anna is at will. You can call upon this, yeah. this presence in you anytime, anywhere, any given circumstance. And that's what I was saying in the beginning when I was kind of setting up 
and staging our show for that possibility that once you train yourself daily to do it this way, this way, this way, whatever works for you, this works for us. And so when these crazy life things happen, we flow through it. You've got a whole chapter in here about flowing through Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You become a, a person that has control. And what happens is when you are able to take control, the people around you, they will actually start realizing that subconsciously and start taking better control of their life. Mm -hmm. That's why I always tell everybody, best gift you can give your loved ones, be a good example. I knew you were going to say that. And to that point, that has come back to us tenfold. Just when you think that you're not making that everlasting impression on your family, I tell you, it's it's really beautiful when you hear your kids, you know, like my son's talking about how, you know, Kelly's this and Kelly's that and you're this and you're that. You'll you'll be okay. And it, because they know how we we've learned how to bounce back. As long as we're as long as we're breathing, we do everything we can with our program to bounce back and we have. Right. I mean, you're gonna be eighty one in March. I have days away, I'll be the big seven oh and I'm I'm not afraid to say that. And we've had a very exciting life. You know, the 20 years that we've been together, we've learned so much about life. We've learned about family. We've learned about crisis. You name it. it it's it, And it seems like in the latter part of my years since we've been together is when so many different things have come full circle. And that's why we do our show when we're able to share some of the things that, that you know, like your two-minute your two-minute routine, don't go past the two minutes because past that, all those bad chemicals get into your system. That's so, and so true. Yeah, and, and the, more, I, the more I do add years to my life, you have 10 years on me, but as we get older, we're faced with different stages. We start losing family and friends, and rather than go into what-if land, like I went down on the dance floor, when you were diagnosed with the P word, we don't even like to say it anymore to give it energy, or the melanoma last year, and you have a big slice across the top of your neck, we jumped right into warrior mode, didn't we? Right? right? Warrior mode. What happens to the body physiologically when we change our way of thinking and we change our way of feeling? What happens? Well, first thing is the brain is one of the organs that certainly has so much to do with what happens to us by using the brain properly. Uh, there's a series of neuropeptides that are molecular messengers that either contact the soldier cells that fight in a disease and strengthen those soldier cells, reinforce those soldier cells so the soldier cells are able to lick the problem, the disease or whatever it may be. When, when you don't believe in yourself and you, you succumb to the illness, then you're telling the soldier cells to lay down the arms, not to fight in disease. And what do they say? They say, hey, this person's give up. We're out of here. Yeah, We're yeah. not going to help you. They're, that's the law of nature. And if you are depressed about it and downtrodden about it, then nothing good's going to come out of it. Nature has a wonderful way, I say a wonderful way, has a definite way of doing us in. Exactly. Hold that thought. We've got to do some housekeeping. We'll be right back.
at a certain age, so this is supposed to happen. No, it's not supposed to happen. Hi, I'm Jerry from Hot Locks Hair Salon. We are conveniently located at 13414 US Highway 19 in Hudson. I've been a local hairstylist in our community for the last 34 years, seven of which I was an educator. Our passion is the artistry of hair, and Hot Locks is here to help you achieve your perfect image. You can call us at 727-514-9978. at a certain age so this is supposed to happen no it's not supposed to happen hi everyone welcome back into we being tv featuring our primetime show you know we've been doing this for going on what is it five or six years john something like that the time goes by really quick when you're having fun doesn't it i know i know you know and i did a vision board way back when and on that vision board was us having our own TV show. Here we are, thanks to John Gaston and We Being TV. I'm Barbara Marville. 
Kelly, in case you're just tuning in. This is my husband, Dennis Kelly, also known as Doc, because you've just got a... You've got an RX for everything and anything. I have yet to ever ask you one question that you have never been able to answer. Hmm. Hence, it's all right here. It's all in this old book that you wrote back in 1996. We hardly even have any of them left. Um, and you're getting ready to uh, publish your next new book, which has updates. But er, th this all stays the same, right? Right. Well, what is in that book, it's going to be in my new book, plus much more. Exactly. Actually, since I wrote that book in 96, more things have happened to me. I've accomplished more than I did prior to that, up to my whole life un until 96. That's right. And I still, hear, I still hear to this day that you're still on Channel 10. Still today. Just the other day, somebody said yeah, they saw I, it. In fact, I had somebody yesterday yeah. stop me and yeah. talk about that. And that's from like two years ago. Yeah. So, I could tell it was just a blurb, a quick blurb. But. That was from when they interviewed us on anti-aging over at The Zone and uh, Channel 10, Reginald Roundtree. That was really fun. Hi, Reginald, if you're out there. He said, that was right. Well, that was the same time that I won the championship. Exactly. And all this has led up to that. And even though not everybody's going to look to be a world martial arts champion, it's all about being that champion in life and just mastering the the components that work and work again. And it you know, it's just a matter of living that heart-centered life. Just before the break, we were talking about uh, the mind and not to underestimate really the power of the mind, but it goes deeper than that. And during the break, you were talking about our emotions are kind of like a like a channel, right? Well, it's a frequency. We, yeah. we all are in a certain frequency, and the frequency has a lot to do with our thinking. Mm -hmm. Like Zig Ziglar once said, if you're thinking, it's thinking, so are the results. <laughs> so there's the frequency for hate, frequency for love, frequency for jealousy. Every one of these emotions has different frequencies. And rage is a frequency. The, the key thing is, be able to under once you understand the fact that we're energy beings over in Asia the great martial artists and Tibetan monks and that they think from a standpoint of energy not matter right because when you look in the mirror that's not really you it's like when you were a kid you ever tie a bucket to a rope and swing it around and turn it real fast and all you see is a solid right mm -hmm. a mm -hmm. solid 360 degree circle of something and that is if you don't bop your head well, yeah well, we've had that challenge too <laughs> but uh, the, the key thing is that when you look at an atom the electrons going around the nucleus going so fast that when all these electrons are going in a circle same thing as the rope that's why you see this person as a physical body yet that's because the electrons are moving so fast, you can't see the space. There's more space in each of our atoms and our cells than there is occupation. Wow, that's pretty deep. Well, Ben, on how far you go. That, even John says that was really deep. <laughs> so there's nothing wrong with that brain, I'll tell you. Is that all in here, how you explained that? Uh, some of it is, but some of it, like anything else, I'm constantly learning. I'm, I'm, you put me in a room of books and I just go crazy. I know. You've always been that way and I love well, you for that. I was taught a long time ago to be a leader, to be a, a leader, you have to be a, be a reader. reader. Yes. 
All readers are not necessarily good leaders, but more readers are good leaders than there is less. People who don't read, the chance of becoming a successful person are very minimal. Well, that's how we gain our knowledge, obviously, is reading yeah. and video, uh, watching and listening to other people. And we both did that on our own path, separate, before we even became an item. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why we clicked. We were on the, really on the right. same page of personal growth and development, which affects us not only in our personal life, but in our business life as well. And um, I'm just excited to be able to be here, share what we're sharing with you. Um, and that whole emotional thing. When you were saying these emotions from love and jealousy and hate and all, can you imagine how, 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 no wonder the world's so crazy. You go from all these different, you know, hills and valleys from this to that. And then you get, you know, somebody says something to you to, you know, tick you off or you're driving down US 19 and somebody gives you a hand signal or whatever it is, you're up and down with these emotions. Give me just a quick synopsis on, uh, I want to hear your take on that because I mean, I know, and you know how to do this, but for our viewers, if they haven't found their way, I want you to share, what is it that they can do? What can they do? Well, the same thing uh, compared to when I've had people over at my house and when they ask me, how did you do those things that you did? How did you become a six-time world champion? How did you build an empire in the dance business? How did you do that? So what I simply do is take them by the hand into my office and into both of our offices because our bedroom is an office too, just about. We've got books there too. And the room was filled with books. That's mm -hmm. the key. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, it is. One our, of the keys. Yeah, and, it is. And picking the right books. Yeah. I have never ever read a book just for amusement. No. And in your book, you quote a lot of quotes and a lot of knowledge in the back here and you give credit to everyone if you work with um tony robbins zig ziglar um you've deepak chopra deepak we both yeah we we work with deep i have surrounded myself with winners yeah that's basically yep. if you want to be a success who you hang around is with is going to make the major difference mm -hmm. the, the success of anything is is you there has to be a need for it you have to be able to do it well and you have to surround yourself with a support group that believe in you and help support you for your successful endeavor right Re that really support you and you know that is very true um i posted something on facebook the other day um because a memory came up of your movie slash book tango man the legend of tango man which if you're familiar if you're a facebook friend if you've ever heard us talking about this movie we have been wanting to do this movie for my goodness how many years now hon and we have not given up right that's the only goal that i haven't made yet of yeah. all the goals i've made in my life that's the only goal goal that i haven't accomplished it. So I'm working we will, on it. But we will, because this is a perfect platform to get the message out there too. So Brian Nelson, who is your film writer on Tango Man and anything else that he has coming up as far as the movie goes. So this is what I learned. And I posted this on Facebook as we understand that Hollywood doesn't want the feel good stuff. 
The stuff that the world really needs right now is to hear the feel-good stories of somebody that made it. Maybe they lost it, made it again, lost it. Sound familiar? Made it, lost it, made it, lost it. Where do we go now? We don't go into what-if land. We just keep striving forward. And we stay that warrior within and we never give up because if we give up, as you said to your point earlier on setting that example for your family and your friends and those that you love, either you walk, you talk, or you don't. Right? That's absolutely correct. And so when I learned that, I'm thinking there's producers out there that do and they are doing those feel-good movies. There's Christian movies out there. There's all kinds of different movies where they want to hear the good stuff. In fact, I've heard that some people that have tried to get really like maybe a romantic comedy, which is good wholesome stuff, they were asked to tweak it so that it has horror in it or just really sleazy stuff, right? And our movie isn't like that. Your movie isn't like that. It's about learning about yourself and going out there. There's many messages in that movie. Yes. That's the key. Yes, and your life was not always a bed of roses. No, I come from a very mixed up family. Mm -hmm. And that was my driving force was to not succumb to what became of me from living a sordid type of a life that wasn't positive. Exactly. And as you look back on that, we just get that movie out there. We have so many plans for it. And it's just really a matter of taking life and having the right perception and coming from love. If you've been, if you've watched the shows before, you've heard us talk about love, living a heart-centered life. It is the only way to empower every single one of you is to empower yourself with love. And when you do, not only is your life empowered, but your life is mastered right down to the daily minute. I kid you not. And it's just, it's easy to do for us by now. It's easy for many of you if you've already been living a heart-centered life and you come from love and, you know, to practice. At first, I couldn't figure out if I was making a decision from my head or my heart. And I used to ask you, well, is this a head decision or is this a heart decision? Anytime I made a head decision, it was a wrong decision. Uh, so I don't do that anymore. Anyway, we're going to take a, a little brief time out. Boy, this hour is going by quick. Sure is. <laughs> we'll be right back Fastest after hour this. in history. I know. We'll be right back. At a certain age, so this is supposed to happen. No, it's not supposed to happen.
Hi, I'm Jerry from Hot Locks Hair Salon. We are conveniently located at 13414 US Highway 19 in Hudson. I've been a local hairstylist in our community for the last 34 years, seven of which I was an educator. Our passion is the artistry of hair, and Hollox is here to help you achieve your perfect image. You can call us at at a certain age so this is supposed to happen. No, it's not supposed to happen. Hi everyone, welcome back into, I almost lost my mind there for a moment. I almost said My Chamber TV, that's Wednesday, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all do that once in a while. Um, Seems the older we get, the more that happens. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, welcome back into Primetime on WeBeam TV, right there in front of you. I'm Barbara Marville Kelly, and with me is Dennis Kelly, my husband, my good-looking, hunk of burning love husband. I pay her 50 cents to say those things. <laughs> so, what do you think? We're going to recap in this last segment, because on a serious note, we've had some challenges, health challenges, accident challenges, caregiving challenges, and not just with us, but with friends and family, and as I mentioned in, in the beginning of the hour, as I was kind of setting it up, you know, we go through these different stages of life, and one of the most challenging ones for myself was, as I added the last probably five or ten years and started losing more friends and more family. Um, some was as a result of lifestyle, the lifestyle that they were living. Some just natural, you know, um, the challenges we've had with your health and my crazy sport accident on the dance floor. But it doesn't let us get down. It makes us stronger, right? Yeah, that which doesn't kill us will make us stronger. You know, that's that's real. There's a lot of truth to that. Oh yeah. And we really do the best to walk our talk on a daily basis. So whatever you're doing on a daily basis will help determine what you will do in a crisis. That sounded kind of good, didn't it? Yeah, that made sense. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I don't, but that does because we. That's why we were. I was saying through the whole show that. We live and breathe by this book. Sometimes, you know, we can't or may, may not be able to get to the gym, but you're way better at that. I'll be the first one to admit it. You go to the gym every single day, every single day. And I commend you for that because you want to keep that P word, Parkinson's, at bay. And you understand as well as I that, that that's one of the things that's, that's really helped you get through that challenge. Excessive exercise is mm -hmm. one of the tools for keeping it at bay. And you know, exercise was one of the first things that I realized that I needed to do many years ago when I first met you at the gym. And I realized the stress that I was under working at the Home Shopping Network, working in the wee hours of the morning when everybody else is sleeping. And 
when I started exercising, the, one of the first steps of the six steps of the Fountain of Youth, I immediately was putting good endorphins in my system. Not only that, getting down to a better weight size, it was getting those frustrations out. It was very, very good. So, and you know what? You don't even have to join a gym. You can do that at home, right? Yeah, it depends upon the conditioning mm -hmm. that you want. Mm -hmm. And sure, you can do a lot of things at home. I like going to the gym because it gets me out of the home. I'm mm -hmm. not one of these persons that likes to do a lot at home. Right, right. I, I get more results getting out of the home. I have my little things that I do at home. I will so once I'll do some push-ups, chin-ups or whatever, but... Uh, my serious exercise is away from the home. Yeah, it is. And even with your training, you, when you were training to compete, you did your Joe Lewis exercises at home and uh, the trampoline and things yeah, like that. Because I, I had so much time I wanted to devote to it. And a lot of things that I would do at the gym, I could do at home, getting ready for competition. Yeah. Exactly. So basically recapping this hour, we started out talking about getting into overcare, which is something that we don't want to do, whether you are the caregiver, someone else is caring for you. We, be, because we love so deeply, we always do think of the other person. The one thing that in, on page 183 in your book, you talk about overcare over and, and trying to avoid that because you get so caught up in it. and. I've been saying this, you've been saying it for years, the caregiver eventually will become the patient. And that is sad. It doesn't have to be that way if you focus on time for yourself, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Getting out of the house and um, really not how would I want, enabling that person and making that person that they can't think for themselves or they can't do for themselves when... They can, right? That's correct. I couldn't wait to shove that walker off to the wayside <laughs> and start taking baby steps. Really, that's how, how I was able to do that. And I just feel confident that this is all going to work out for the better. It already has. I'm in gratitude that I'm able to walk again. That's a big deal to be able to walk. And there's a lot of people out there that may not be able to walk. So I'm very grateful for that. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for all of you out there in TV land. I'm blessed to have a show like this to where we can share and make a difference. You know what? Whether we have one person out there watching today or one million, it doesn't matter. If we make a difference in one life just by something we've said, or if you email us or call us and, and you need some help in areas that we've pretty much mastered on a regular basis, then... It's worth it. Well, one golden rule I have, and I use it just about on a daily basis, I, I really think about what I'm about to say. I really give that a lot of thought, is what after, after somebody leaves your presence, do they feel better about themselves or do they feel worse about themselves? I knew you were going to say that. In other words, if I'm meeting with a group of people or a friend or whatever, if they walk away from me, when they walk away, when we leave each other's presence, how do they feel about themselves? Have I made them feel good or have I made them feel bad? Sometimes, if you're giving good advice, you have to get them to feel bad a little bit sometimes before they feel good. But that's very rare. But there are situations like that. Sure. Be able to call upon the emotion that's needed. 
So the thing that I always pride myself with is the ability to have people feel better when they leave my presence than they did before they were with my presence. That's right. And it, you know what? It all comes right down to kindness. Being well, most kind. people are trying to catch somebody for doing something wrong. I, I go know. around looking. I, know. I catch people doing something right. Me too. When I ran my businesses, I'd walk around watching what was happening. I had 18, 19 employees, and sometimes I was dealing with several different locations. And I would be, first thing I'd do is walk in and find all the things that would work. It's a funny thing how that, how that works, because one of the ex-business partners I had, uh, he was a great efficiency expert. He could walk in a place and tell you everything wrong just in split seconds almost. He could look at something and you would know what was wrong with it. And he would know what was wrong with it. The thing is that when they put him in running a business, he failed every time. Because really? he, would, he would look for the bad things. He would never be looking, optimistically speaking, about the good things. So he would stress everything, barking at, getting people to do this, getting them to do that. Through fear. Looking for things going wrong and yeah. trying to correct them, rather than looking for things going right so you don't have to correct it. <laughs> On you. that note, we're going to have to close the show. I know it's way too fast. Thank you for all of that. Thank you for watching the show today. Please share it on Facebook because there's a lot of people out there that need a, just a, that extra little shot in the arm. And we're here to do that for you. Tune in next week. It's Women Unscripted and Unscripted it will be. More Sweeney's back, Alina Trangata, and hopefully Cher. See you soon.